Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. It's time for Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm joined by my dad, Jack. How are you today? Doing fine, Todd. Good to hear your voice. Happy Monday as we record. So you staying yeah. dry? So, well, I really, I had a couple of days of misty uh, stuff, but we really mm-hmm. didn't have, well we, had, well, we did have rain, but it didn't right. get to the three inches. We had a little over two inches. Uh-huh. And, uh. But uh, since then, it's just they, they tell us on our, I, they say they, my weather app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my trusty weather app. The infamous uh, they. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it shows there's no clouds around, you know, on the map thing. Uh-huh. And, and it shows that, but it still says there's a possibility of rain. <laughs> that means okay? clouds could jump in. Drop some rain and run away. Yeah, so I think they're <laughs> forming right above me. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, he lives in the Charlotte area, and so uh, Hurricane or the remnants of Hurricane Ian kind of made landfall in the Carolinas, and and uh, but but Charlotte's quite a ways inland. So by the time it got there, there wasn't nearly as much as uh, you know the poor folks down in Florida just got slammed. Yeah. Yeah, for, for str- some strange reason, toward the end of our rain, the rainy day, we had uh, some pretty hefty winds. Mm-hmm. Well, probably, and, like I uh, said, the remnants the, of a hurricane, the, right? The, yeah, yeah, the gustiness. Uh, but, you know, we have we have trees right behind our house and a big window right from our living room onto those trees. So right. uh, we get a good wind indication. But the, the key to that whole thing, as I told your wife, because she asked uh, how we were doing. Right, yeah, that, she reached that, out. That uh, it was a mysterious thing. I wish I had been looking out at the time it happened, but I wasn't, unfortunately. But we have a grill, a mm-hmm. Traeger, Traeger grill, and it was sitting back underneath a, a roof kind of thing on the mm-hmm. north side. So it was protected and it was in a corner. And yet, uh, with the table and other things around it that were not affected, it lifted the cover which is about, oh, I'd say a, almost a yard deep. I mean, it mm-hmm. hangs down on the sides right? quite a ways. Maybe not quite a yard. But anyway, it lifted that off of the, the grill yeah, and, and threw it out into the yard, which is like 20 feet away. Yeah. You know? Well, I think the key word you said there was, it's in a corner. Wind yeah. in a corner will spiral and create little, like, mini wind tunnels that you can't see, obviously, because it's wind, and it'll yep. spin around. And I think that's what happened is it probably... It just sucked it right on off from the top, yeah. you know. Created a little and, vortex and pulled it right up. Because you have to yeah. pull it pretty straight up to get those things off. I mean, I've oh, got grill covers. Oh, and, have, yeah, that's what's amazing because I've tried to just manually take it off, and it just doesn't want to come off. Cause yeah. it's got this fuzzy stuff underneath that sort of yeah. catches on things, and I don't know. It's, well, you're lucky. Of, you're lucky that once it came off, it didn't then you know, take off that it stayed in your yard and that you were able to retrieve it because that's, well, it, it was, it was trying to, it was certainly on its way in order to get that far away. Right. Yeah. You it know? was, it was going to be gone and <laughs> you'd be down one, one grill yeah. cover. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, was kind of stunned by the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. just the mag- magic of wind, uh, and what it can do. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Weather can be pretty impressive. Yep. And uh, and uh, and it can be wonderful, but it can also be awfully destructive. So prayers go out to the folks in Florida who are dealing with the aftermath of the really ugly side of of uh, some pretty violent weather. Oh, I feel sorry for those poor people in Florida. Lots of folks have really, 
uh, their whole lives are upset. I mean, yeah, this, this is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's easy for people to glibly say, "Well, you know, you live in Florida. What, what do you expect, right? You live in a place where there's, you know, the the, the altitude is the highest. The highest peak is what three feet. Uh, you know, it's it's Disney World. The Matterhorn is the highest peak on the whole whole state. I think. Uh, yeah, and, but and it, yeah, and, there's, you know. and but the, but then there's also lots of folks who have second homes down there, mm-hmm. like you know, Katie's uh, boyfriend's. Parents My in-laws to be, yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't heard from them, and what, I'm assuming they got the heck out of Florida early enough that there was no issue for them. But I don't know about their property. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if they were there, or if they were up here, or what. I don't know what the status is. I need to talk with with my daughter and find out where, uh, what's going on. Yeah, I figured if there's anything serious happened, that Kate would have got a hold of us. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, but they weren't. <clears throat> I, I I thought they were more closer to Miami, and which was further south, and didn't get hit as hard, aren't they? Well, yeah, I didn't hear anything about the issues in Miami because it's across the state, uh, yeah. which quite well, quite a ways from. It's not from that Fort far. <laughs> it's not that big of a state well, width wise. Well, yeah, but, I know. I mean, the hurricane was but, bigger, but yeah, it was on the other side of the state, and it was way south of where the the hurricane hit. So, I mean, I'm yeah. sure they they got some rain. I know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practiced all week at the Miami facility because Miami was out of town for a game. And so they, in order to avoid being in the in the path of the storm, moved yeah. themselves and, and, and a good chunk of their family members and stuff down to Miami for the week. Well, well, that, that tells you the story then because they wouldn't have gone down there if there wasn't a good shot at them being safe there. Right. Yeah, I think all of the predictions and stuff were that, that Miami was going to be safer. That's why I'm saying is that I'm, I'm pretty sure – uh, so. our, 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 uh, family members who are going to be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I called my, my daughter on, um, the, I don't remember which day it was last week, Friday, Saturday, when it was supposed to be kind of coming into Charlotte mm-hmm. and, uh, and just, you know, she gets off around three. So I called her a little after three and said, Hey, be real careful driving home. And or just right after three. And she goes, Oh, they let us come home early. Cause they knew the weather was bad and nobody was coming to my place of employment anyway so you know she's in in the customer service business and when customers aren't there there's no reason for everybody to be standing around especially when they know there's going to be some pretty there could be obviously it wasn't too bad and she was already home when i spoke to her so yeah yeah anyway uh yeah back to stuff tech stuff so um i last week after we wrapped up i found an article on uh or, or was reading about the stage manager stuff that's supposed to be coming in uh, iPad OS 16. And Apple had said they were limiting it to M1 iPads. But there's a lot of weird things about this that people are asking questions on, and, and Apple has not been very clear. Because if you look at the, what their, their original list of devices, they said, well, it, you have to have an M1. And and that was because the M1 has virtual memory. Well, some of the A-series chips that were in previous uh, generations of iPads support virtual memory. Then they said, well, it has to have at least uh, four gigabytes of memory. And some people said, well, but this A-series chip has four gigabytes of memory and virtual memory. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and they kept going around like that. And so finally Apple has come back and said, okay, here's the deal. If it has an M1, it will support an external 
monitor as well as stage manager. But if it doesn't have an M1, it'll just do stage manager on the device, which is basically their new schema for dealing with multitasking. And so yeah. uh, it'll put like little mini uh, pictures of screens on the left-hand side, and you'll be able to then switch between devices by tapping on those screens and do quick switching for multitasking. And I think the idea sounds okay. We'll see how it works in, in, uh, in reality. But I have a question. They now said that it supports all Mac Pros. They've changed that. Yeah. They've changed their mind. Okay, so that means that there's an A12Z and an A12X, uh, uh, and I think yours is an A12X, so so yours should support it, okay? And those have multi – they have uh, a minimum of four gigabytes of memory, and they have virtual memory capabilities. Mm-hmm. I have an iPad Air that has an A14 that has four gigabytes of memory and – a virtual memory capability built into it. But they didn't say mine can do it. So why can't I do it? And somebody said, oh, well, it needs to be 11 inches. The iPad Air is 10.9 inches. There's no difference. That's Not close enough, Todd. Not that's close enough. baloney. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. When it actually launches, we'll find out what, it, what, you know, what really is supported and not supported. And, you know, I'm not going to load the beta up on it, you know, trying yeah. to figure it out. Um, well... But, anyway, but uh, you know the concept sounds cool, but I yeah the you know the the fourth generation iPad Air, like the fifth generation has an M1 in it just like the Pros, but the fourth generation has an A14, which is significantly f- more power and more chip than the A12X or the A12Z. I, I expect we'll see some more articles either today or tomorrow uh, on this issue because. Uh, the beta then will be out. Yeah. You know, at the last line on this, the public version will be available in a couple of days. Right. That was the 27th. Uh, that meant the 29th or the right. first. Or, well, you know, the, you know but the, the developer version was already out. So developers could be looking at this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you would have thought it would have started leaking out already. Um, from what I've read, what they've done is they've just said it'll work on uh, uh, iPad Pros. But then... You know, the original 9.8-inch iPad Pro had an A10 in it. Uh, it. That one's not included, so it's not all iPad Pros either. You know, it's like they can't quite find a definition or an explanation as to what will or won't work and why. Yeah, but see, uh, the last two sentences of the, this whole article says the developer beta that adds stage manager to older iPads. Oh, it's out now. I misread that. That's what I said. The developer beta is yeah. out now. So, it's, and that it's the does public. Add- yeah, public but, beta. But you're right. Uh, maybe maybe the developers. That's not the first thing they're going to look for. You know, probably. Well, I, I think they it will. Might, Everybody, though. they're the ones who they're the ones who are complaining about what you know, or, or not complaining more, more just questioning what yeah, is the why criteria. Should I spend, why should I spend money on development if I don't have this capability? Yeah. What is what is the criteria that that you're actually saying we have yeah. to have you know physically in order for this to work and. It seems to be a moving target at this point, and Apple's explanations are fuzzy, <laughs> you know. You know, and if yeah. they just say we're going to support these because that's what we're going to do, you know, uh, it's only going to be, you know. But even if they were to say, okay, it's only going to be a, be available on iPad Pros, it's a Pro function, right? Sure. Except yeah. that they've already said it's available on the iPad Air Series Five, which has an M1. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, they, <clears throat> Apple's very aware that developers are always sensitive in terms of the number count of who, how many of these things have been sold. Right. You know, and that that influences how much they spend on you know supporting sure yeah you 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 create a feature that only works on the latest versions period um then i'm not as in a bigger rush to take advantage of those features with my software you know and obviously depends on what the feature is and how it affects your particular application but but um but yeah you know it's like okay it's only going to affect you know a thousand devices so i only have an opportunity to sell to a thousand people if it if it's ten thousand devices, then I have the opportunity to sell to ten thousand people. You know which which function do you think you're going to work on more? You know, obviously the one that has a bigger audience because you can yep. sell to a bigger audience. So anyway, we'll find out mm-hmm. soon. I hope. Yeah. Because uh, you know, I've told you for some time my iPad is uh, getting to the end of life in, certain, right. in the sense, at least of batteries. But I I don't like the I, thinking about just putting that much money into batteries and not just going ahead and getting an upgrade. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, you ought to at least find out, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, how, what do they charge for a battery swap on, on an iPad? You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's gotta be more than a phone because it's, a, you know, substantially larger battery, but, but you know, how much is it? And then you can actually do the math but, but, and but say, that gives, but that gives you an iPad that's good for, you know, at least three or four years, you know? Oh, I'd say probably more than that. I, you know, yeah. I think the iPads are more like laptops. I think they're five to seven year devices as opposed to, um, yeah, but, you know, but you know, it's 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 really for the long term, and uh, I I really don't have any intention of uh, doing anything other than trading it in. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now yeah. I wonder. I wonder if if you when you go to trade it in, if they ask you how long, you know. You've, you've uh, had the battery or something like that, you know, that that may be a factor as to how much credit you get. <laughs> yeah, how they assess it. Yeah, I don't know if they look at the battery life either. I don't believe they do. When I've looked at um, trading stuff into Apple before, that's not one of the questions. They seem to be more worried about, like, just the physical um, uh, condition of the device. Right. You know, is it scratched up or cracked or, you know, that kind of stuff. As far as yep. the, you know, how old is the battery? I think they pretty much assume that if they're going to resell it, uh, that they're going to put a new battery in it because they want it to, you know, function more like new. Um, you know, and if it's at a certain age, they probably don't even think about reselling it. They probably just um, break it down and uh, recycle it. Yep. You know, or they might sell it off to a company that then does resale into, um, you know, lower income countries. I mean, I, I haven't traded an iPad in before. In fact, mm-hmm. I've got a couple, couple of them laying around here. The first one being, I think, a Model 1. And, and I, I ought to sell that to a museum, you know. Yeah. Get <laughs> yeah, no, I have the original one as well. And it's so funny because every once in a while I'll pick it up. And it, it is stunning how thick and heavy it is. It's just yeah. a chunk <laughs> compared to today's devices, you know. Yeah. Um, and you look at, the, you know, it still boots up. You don't have to charge it up. But it uses the old 32-pin uh, connector. And yeah. uh, and yeah. so, you know, it charges up. And then you look at it, and it's like the operating system has changed significantly. I mean, the basics are there. It's not like you're lost and don't know how to use it. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to go back and take a look at those old things. But yeah. just by laying on the shelf, they're probably deteriorating it. You know, if you someday sure. you'll pull that off the shelf and plug it in, and it won't come up. It's know? not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the chemical composition of the batteries eventually breaks down. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've got a couple old iPhones, and I used to set them out just sort of as decoration. You know, I had like a, a original iPhone, and then a G3, and a Series 4, and a, and I thought about it, and I said, you know, I ought to really take these things apart and just pull the batteries out, because yeah. they're just there for decoration, and I really should pull the batteries out. Yep, I, I just, I still have two old devices that I have by my bedside, and I pick them up every once in a while and use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one that gets used, used the most, they're both iPods, mm-hmm. first of all, and one of them is, it has a, a glass window on it, so it was one of the later iPods, and the other, the other one is, I think, I think it was the last model of the disc version, and I got that because it's got lots of stuff on it. So. Yeah, I remember when you got that one, and that one was, it. you got it because they, they, were, they announced they were going to quit making them, and yeah. they, had, they had one last version that had, like, the biggest drive they'd ever stuck in it. And you said, I can just put uh-huh. everything on there. It'll be my archive. Yeah, that impressed me. I, I said, wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. Everything in one place and not on a computer. Nice little device. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Anyway. So you still have a, a basically a, a, a the click wheel original iPod style. You know, right. It wasn't the one that had the mechanical click wheel in it, but it was the, it has the you, wheel you, on the front. iPod style, you, you meant. I, iPod style. Yeah, I'm sorry. And then you've got the iPod Touch there as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've so. got I've got an iPod Touch around here, and then I've got a, a whole gaggle of little iPods. That um, you know we had bought for my daughters over the years, um, and there were a few that I had too. But uh, you know, they all of all of these required that wide connector, and mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I think I'm for some reason I can't find any but one connector that I have still yeah. there to charge them up. And I used to have those things all over the place. So yeah, but it's I been a lot of years since Apple's used those, so they still yeah. sell them. I think you can go to Apple.com and buy them. Yeah, um, I was thinking. Maybe I need to go buy one because this one's kind of shredded and doesn't look very good, you know, like it's going to break any time. Yeah. Well, before you spend that money, let me dig around and see. I think I may have a few of them, and if I do, I'll send you one. Uh, yeah, I'd appreciate I've it. Got like I've got, like, a box of electronic crap that's got about all kinds of wires and cables and stuff that are older ones that I don't really use anymore, but I haven't tossed it yet. Yeah. And, you know, this is why. <laughs> well... Well, don't get in a big hurry, Todd, because uh, Mom keeps reminding we, me that we have a bunch of boxes that we brought and stuck in our garage when we moved over here and have never opened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, I've, I hadn't told her yet, but I'm really intending to kind of someday just back the car out of the way and start popping these boxes off the shelf. And well, you need to at, at least, least see what you've got, you know, and, yeah. and you can put a label on it. You know, that's why we, we, anything that I've stored, I've taken out of cardboard boxes and I put them in plastic tubs that I picked up over at, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah, there um, needs to be just a little bit of sorting done at least. Yeah. Say, well, you know, some of this stuff, the long lost treasure, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like my plastic tubs because the body of the tub is clear and then the top is two pieces and it's attached to the tub so it folds together you know like fingers interlocking in the top and that's nice because i can't lose the lid and they stack neatly and i can see what's in the tub by looking at it (laughs) yeah now are yours the thin ones or yours the tall ones um they are uh they're about the same size as the as one of the boxes like you would put like the uh office file boxes 
So they're big oh. enough to, to stick a, uh, a whole bunch of so, pa- papers along so, if you wanted so to. So yours are at least a foot tall. Yeah, they're like 14 inches uh, tall and 16 inches wide. Oh, and, okay, and my, my, mine aren't. I, I use mine in the RV because I you know, could stack them in and, and uh, uh-huh. fit more in. If you put one of the tall ones in, then there was not much room to put much else. You know, you couldn't stack too, too right. high. Yeah. Well, you if know? you had a specific space, it's better to find something that fit in multiples of that space, right? Yeah. So I, I got more storage out of the shorter ones, I think. So. Right. And and the other benefit uh, is that uh, you, can, you can better see what's in them when you pop them open, you know. Yeah. Too deep, but... <laughs> Yeah, well, mine are not so deep that I have trouble seeing what's in there, you know, unless it's just tons and tons of small stuff. And I have a smaller one that's just slightly larger. That it's basically half the size of the other one, but they physically are sort, but they're not as tall, and they're they're basically like kind of a shoebox and a half size. Yeah, and those are nice for lots of smaller things. And I can put two of those on top of one of the other one, and they still stack neatly. Yeah, th- those have always been effective for us as winter storage because we never, you know, when we were RVing, we weren't in winter climates very often. But when mm-hmm. you were, you had to pop that stuff out. Uh, but a typical winter, we didn't even get it out because we'd be in Florida or Southern California or something, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, occasionally we had to pull out, you know, an overcoat. <laughs> out into the yeah. hinterlands, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, like when we were in Ohio waiting for the babies to be born, you know. <laughs> so that we spent a winter there right and that was that was pretty cold but i was sure glad i had my overcoat <laughs> but anyway uh so we kind of got off track here again i think we're about done with this i uh, think i by the way i really would like to have the stage manager in my on my ipad even the one i still have so we're yeah. not too far off that's coming out this month now yeah do we have a day, eighth or something like that? Or uh, they didn't uh, put a day in that article, so it doesn't mean there isn't one. But no. they haven't shared it with us. I, I so. thought I saw that somewhere, but I didn't put that as a discussion item. So yeah. But anyway, I just shared a picture with you uh, of uh, my storage location in my plastic tubs. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, you've got quite a few. Now those aren't as tall as the ones I was thinking of, but they're. They're taller than mine. Yeah, so it's kind of an intermediate size. Yeah, I don't in the picture you don't see, but in the way back of that, there's a, you can see a couple smaller tubs stacked on top of the bigger ones, and that, like I said, they're sort of half the size. They're not really half the size though, because they're not quite as tall as the big ones. But yeah, that's a good size, and and it yeah. looks like the top is really nice and reinforced, which mine aren't. You yeah. bought yours later. Yeah, well, mine I I've been buying them for on and off for I don't know probably five or six years, but they sell them at, well more than that probably probably closer to eight years. Yeah. But uh, like I said, they sell them at the at the home stores, and the uh, I like that the lid is attached because I lose lids. Yeah, and, the ones I got were when the tubs first came out, and they're just a flat top, you know, not, no reinforcement there, and so. Yeah, well, they're not really reinforced. That's just how they're attached to the sides. Is the you know? Well, no, but I see the ridges on them. Don't that go to the length? No, those aren't ridges. Those are just how they're oh. attached to the side. That's what I'm saying. Is they're not really oh, reinforced. Oh, you know, I see. Okay. If you can see the one in the bottom lower oh, right hand corner is just a yeah. flat top, but I, uh, I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But. Uh, but still, the, you know, and the thing with any kind of storage box is you want it to not be so big that when you when you fill it up, you can't lift it. <laughs> so, so oh, yeah. you know, it's got to be of a moderate size. Uh, 
you know, because you well, fill, fill one of those full of books or full of papers, you know, and you're like, whoa, I, that's hard to pick up. Well, the ones that we still use today uh, fit under our bed just nicely. So yeah. They, they're used for Christmas decorations, you know, yeah. holidays stuff. Right. And, uh, and I have some of those, too, the, the, the real shallow ones that are made to slide under beds and stuff. And those are great for that purpose. But yep. uh, but the, the ones I've seen with those have separate tops, too, that snap on. And what happens is somewhere along the lines, the, you know, somehow you'll lose a lid. And now you've got like an open box without a lid on it. <laughs> and then it's, <laughs> then it's useless because the lid also gives it rigidity. Right. So. Um, I just checked the Apple 30-pin USB cable still sells for $19 on Apple.com. Oh, okay. $19 for a brand new one. But like I said, I've probably got some. In fact, I know I've got some. I run across them every once in a while. I try not to throw them away because I know I've still got a few old devices that don't really get used. But if I ever want to use them, I need to be able to charge them. And so, Yeah. Well, uh, give me a while, and I'll let you know. But don't 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 send anything to me right yet. I, yeah, I really haven't made an effort to search. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, what I'll probably I'm I'm been thinking I've got a pile of stuff that I need to send to my daughter there in Charlotte. So I will probably uh, throw one of those in with it whenever I do that, and then she can you, she can drop it by. Yeah, uh, when she gets a chance. She, she won't confiscate it because she doesn't carry antique devices around. Anymore. No, she's not like us. She throws her old <laughs> stuff away. <laughs> good for her i'm proud yeah. to say so well i guess you have to be an antique to collect them, yeah right? <laughs> so um uh let's see next up we've got uh five devices that apple could uh, announce now this is you know one of those sort of like we don't have any really hard news so let's talk about things that could happen maybe you know uh, kind of stories we this is uh, you sent this uh, on Wednesday. Uh, completely new Apple products. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, five completely <laughs> new Apple products that could debut in 2023, and so one of them is the thing that everybody's talked about for quite a while. It's the mixed reality headset. They've been talking about some sort of AR VR type of device for quite a while. Um, you know, it's one of those things where. Apple's not going to go into that area until they can present you with something that's different and, in their mind, superior to what's already available from, you know, Meta and uh, and uh, other, uh, you know, VR headset manufacturers. Well, so, they're going to have to they're going to have to do a heck of a job marketing it because I I tell you just I don't see it as being too exciting except maybe for gamers. Mm-hmm. You know. But, you know, it's going to be an expensive device. There's well, that's no what I'm saying, though, that. is that they've got to push something. Because right now, that's the only people who buy these things. That's the only reason they're buying them is to, is to play a virtual reality game. And yep. so, you know, if that's all they're going to do is go into virtual reality gaming, then they're not really bringing anything new to the arena. And I don't know that Apple would do that. So my guess is is if Apple's really going to do it, they're going to have some some apps or some functionality built in, some capabilities built in that do something different than what the other guys are already doing. The question is, what is that, you know? And I haven't yeah. really read anything from anybody that's, that describes, oh, here's what Apple's doing that makes sense to me. Right, yeah. Yeah, they, they've got to uh, make, make the market bigger somehow. Yeah, yeah. So the next thing up, and they say, I think this is where their, their title is a little misleading. They're saying totally new products. Well, this isn't totally new. Mac Pro. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, well, that's, that's well, not even a surprise. Well, Apple said they would have a Mac Pro. <laughs> yeah, but for the people out there waiting, you know. Right. Yeah, but the implication with the article was, you know, completely new products. Oh. And it's like, oh. that's not a completely new product. That's a product that already exists. And it's not a surprise that there'll be a new one because they promised us there would be. Well, what's, so. new, about, what's new about it is Apple Silicon. You know? Right. So it's going, it's going to be top of the end, uh, top of the line right. Silicon, you know. Yeah, I mean, the current Mac Pro starts at about $5,000, $6,000. Is it four ninety nine or five ninety nine? I'm not sure. Um, so. So they're, it's five or six thousand dollars, and it goes gonna, up to about fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, they're going to jump the performance tremendously. Oh yeah. Be, oh, I mean, it's going to be a super, yeah, supercomputer or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it'll be interesting to see. And you know, the question is with the problems with uh, parts and delays and things like that that have happened over the last two years because of of uh, COVID in different places around the world. Yeah. Are they going to keep their original deadline and have it out before the end of the year, or yeah. are we going to have to wait till 2023? Yeah. And, you know? and, and, and nobody guys, could blame them either way. Right. And the guy's bottom line is this is the best guess at reveal dates WWDC. And that's because that's the developers are the users of these things. And, nope, you know, it's not a Christmas-type item. At this well, time of year... It's not a Christmas-type item, but I think there's a mistake or a mis- misnomer there. I don't think that developers are the ones who use these things anymore. A developer can do all of their work on the existing hardware without any trouble, without even making it sweat. These things are used by people who do really high-end graphics, animation, well, scientific work. Um, yeah. You know, These are the things that really press these machines. I mean, you know, compiling code, you can do that on a, on a laptop nowadays. Well, that that there's development and there's development. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Code developers uh, are very, you know, limited, cons- you know, in terms of need and horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Traditionally, develop uh, people, uh, software developers have considered themselves, you know, high end professional users of the devices that needed. But but they're not. But they're really not anymore. Not no. not in the way that these things work. You know, the machines have outstretched their, I mean, or I should say they, they've outpaced their needs because literally, you know, a, you can buy a Mac Pro laptop that will compile, you know, millions of lines of code in, in almost no time at all. Well, um, I'll tell you the people who benefit always the most, and that, that's the, the driver for uh, performance has always been weather. Nothing more complicated and requiring horsepower than good meteorology stuff. And and I don't think that's changed mm-hmm. today. I well, don't, that yeah, the, the the well, it's modeling of any kind. So they're doing modeling yeah. of stuff. You know, people who work in the world of physics also use you know a lot of horsepower to do calculations. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's those people who use who who need those high end machines, and that's those people who have had traditionally, you know, bought time on supercomputers to, was, to do that gonna, kind was, of stuff. I was going to say I can't wait for these things to come out so so we can define whether climate really is changing or not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that the MacBook Pro is going to be the solution there. That that that's more an emotional answer than it is a, a scientific answer these days. I think you know that's that's a political solution. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an opportunity for argument um, amongst everybody. So the next thing up is a 15-inch MacBook Air. Um, there's been rumored that they would take the Air and make a 15-inch version of it. You know, so there'd be a 13 and a 15. Um, you know, maybe I don't know. Um, I I've I've always felt that 15 was about the right size. You know, I owned a 17 at one time, and no, you and didn't. I, it was a 15. The the Sony I had, 
Oh, Sony. I thought you were talking about MacBook. I, I am talking about. You're Mac- talking about the no, Sony. Okay. No, oh, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was a Windows machine. Right. And and it was it was amazingly light for its time and being that big, but it right. was just clum- It was just clumsy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Apple made a 17 inch at one point in time, but they dropped it quite a few years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's not. I don't know what to justify portable. Uh, something that big. You know, if you're going to do that big, you might just as well get a desktop and get a big monitor. I mean, because that's the reason for making it 17 inch, right? <laughs> yeah. And you, plenty of people work with monitors, but they're sitting in front of a table, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want a big screen, and then desktop maybe makes more sense. But, but uh, you know, you, you want what you want, right? Right. But anyway, I, I was impressed with the display. I did, I, I'll have to say I liked it. But it was it was unwieldy to carry around. It was just too big. Yeah. Now I'm looking just, here, and it looks like the last 17 inch MacBook Pro was 2011. That was the last year that they did this. Oh, 17 inch. Yeah, late 2011 is the last model. And uh, oh, and, there was a MacBook Pro that was that big. Yeah, they had a 17 inch. Oh, okay. Back in 2011 was the last I, year I, that they I, sold it. I, I, I was thinking you just told me that they didn't have No, no. What I was saying is you didn't have a MacBook. Oh, Your MacBook oh, was oh. 15. You're, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No argument there. But, it's uh, still sitting beside, right beside me, and it still looks like it's 15-inch. Yeah. Yeah, still 15-inch. <laughs> hasn't grown in all this time. And yeah. I care for it and water it, and it just won't grow. No, it just doesn't <laughs> run. No, it just doesn't run. It's totally dead. Yeah. Yeah, well, I wish, you know, I talk wish about there was a way. I wish there was a way old. to rejuvenate it. No, it's not just the battery. Oh, There's something wrong with the system. Oh, okay. I, uh, I I don't know what you. Maybe if I mm-hmm. could shield it from any kind of a Wi-Fi, because the Wi-Fi I think is entangled in it. It's trying to do something, you know, uh, automatic over the air. Huh. And I'd have to I'd take it a place where there's no Wi-Fi possibility to screw it up. And that doesn't maybe seem that doesn't seem right. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe when I'm there next time, we'll take a look at it and see if we can play with it a little bit. Yeah, but, I, I messed with it a long time, mm-hmm. and I said this is just a waste of time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's an old machine. Frankly, if you got it running, you'd probably be disappointed because it seems really slow. Oh and it, yeah, and, and it's really even though it's a 15 inch screen, it's not as good a device for sitting and like browsing the web as the iPad that you've already got. Well, it it it's you know regardless of the re- lack of resolution, I mean it was 1024, you know, yeah, uh, the old standard. But it's still for something that you carry around on a laptop or something. Mm-hmm. You, I could do a Skype meeting or something like that. That's kind of what I was thinking about, and I could do it in the living room or whatever. Yeah, but you, you can know? do that on your iPad. Well, that's true, but it's not that big a screen, you know. Well, yeah, you you're right. It's a it's a. 13 inch. I know they call it 12.9, which drives me bonkers, but it's 13 inch. Yeah. So, so HomePod with display is the oh. next one up. This one doesn't make sense to me. Quite honestly, Home- they're talking well, about you know that uh, the Amazons uh, and Google have both come out with smart speakers that have a display on them. Yeah. And I can understand them, but I think Apple would just say, buy an iPad. If you want sound, buy a HomePod. You don't need something that's both an iPad and a HomePod. You're right. I, the, it's clearly because of the competition, and apparently they think there's yeah. a lot of people think that's a good thing. Yeah, I uh, think I think there's a lot of of people who who 
you know, look at the market and say, Apple should do this. And I think Apple looks at it and says, there's no reason for us to do this. We already have devices that fill these needs. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see any reason for Google and Amazon to do it, yeah. really. I was like, first of all, the big flat speaker is going to block the sound coming out of the or, or the screen is going to block sound coming out of the speaker. So we're not going to get as good a quality sound out of it because yeah. of this big flat chunk that's in front of the speakers. And yep. and so then we have to build it differently. And, yeah. and, and what's the point of building an iPad that you can't then take with you? Now, I can see them building a HomePod that has a uh, like a MagSafe connector on it. So that mm-hmm. you can stick your iPhone or uh, the, you know, so- soon to be newly announced iPads that support MagSafe, and it'll hold it there, so that you could then use your iPad, you know, at, or your HomePod as a way to hold the screen, like when you're in your kitchen cooking or something with your recipes up or your show playing or whatever, and then but yeah. but then pop it off and take it with you. That might they might do. But I can't see them building a HomePod with a screen on it. That just doesn't make a lot of sense, unless it's just a small info- informational screen on top that doesn't get in the way of the sound. Well, I, I think you're right in the sense that uh, an iPhone might make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, I would I would say forget why put a screen that big on it. Right. All you're going all the only reason to connect it to it is a speaker, right? Right. Because of that functionality. And so that's just any music device. I mean, right. I... Well, the the one the one use other other than when I'm sitting like you know in my chair browsing and using my iPad that way. The only other place that we really use our iPods in our house anyway, and I don't know how other people are, is I put it into a, either use the 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 case to hold it, or I put it onto a little easel and set it in the kitchen, and it's got recipes up on it. So I'm I'm looking at that while I'm cooking. Or uh-huh. uh, in in my family, we actually do FaceTime family cooking, and so we'll FaceTime with daughters, and like once a month we try to get together as a family. And the you know the I've got daughters in two different cities and us, so there's the three of us all cooking the same meal together on the weekend, so that we can have that and then have some oh, leftovers cool. during the week. And we do that about once a month. Yep. Yeah, and that's fun. But that's what we have the iPad. Uh, you know, in the kitchen. Yep. And so, you know, having a place where it can attach and have maybe better quality sound would be fine. It's not necessary for what I do, but if they had that capability in a an affordable iPad, I would probably look at doing that. Yeah, I'd worry about the speaker sitting in the kitchen where you might slop something up on the speaker and then you couldn't clean it. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I certainly wouldn't want, wouldn't want to get the white speaker, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean you know it's my ipad sits there and it's i've not had a problem with that thus far i mean it's not like it sits right next to my cutting board oh well the ipad's plenty cleanable but it's just the speaker grills I'm talking about. right yeah but i'm just saying i haven't slopped anything on that either i'm not that messy and you know, i'm not throwing food around the kitchen <laughs> so uh, um so there's rumors that there's going to be a larger ipad pro and it's funny because you've got an article later in here that talks about a 15 inch here they talk about a 14 inch I can't yeah. see why you would go to 14 from 12.9. You know, that's right. only an right. inch. I think if right. they're going to do it, they're going to go to a 15 inch, you know, or a 14.9 inch. Maybe yep. that's where they, they maybe that's where the confusion is in the leak, right? <laughs> or the yep. rumor. By, by the way, I've had this just this morning. It popped into my mind that when you talk about uh, these larger sizes for the iPad Pro, it actually makes a problem with the iPad Pro uh, that, that I'm 
concerned with by by the follow-on articles, a stand and a case and all mm-hmm. this, uh, has to do with the fact that I sit here holding in my hands for an hour and a half every week a Zoom meeting, right. and my arms get tired. Now yeah. I'm laying it down, but it's just a little cumbersome, you know? And yeah. so I do need, occasionally, I need something to support it. Right. Because, I, for, you know, if it's longer than... You know, if, well, frankly, for the way you set up, I mean, I don't know how you are set up in your office, but in your um, like if you're doing something from your, your uh, couch or something, uh, you need like a stand. You know, think of like the um, uh, the stand that used to hold like sheet music when when uh, when people are playing in an orchestra or something. There's a little stand with just a flat thing, you know, um, I have one of those that's specifically designed to hold iPads and iPhones and it clamps them in. And I use that. I just set it up like in the living room when when people call and we're having a family get together and we want to kind of chit chat. That's the way I've been doing it. Well, to me, uh, the simplest thing is the clamshell, which takes you back to computers. Okay, it's a keyboard mm-hmm. hooked to it, so it's got an angle and it sits there and it's stable. Yeah. And uh, so, ideally, uh, I, I was thinking. Well, maybe instead of looking for having a, an iPad with uh, with a Mac OS on it, maybe I want a, to think about getting a Mac that has iPad capability. All M1 Macs do. Which Macs do? All M1 Macs can run iPad software. They do right now? Yeah. That was part of the deal. You get an M1 device and you can run... Like a Mac can run Mac, iPad, and iPhone software. An iPad can run iPad and iPhone software. iPhone can just run iPhone software. But because they're all running the same processor underneath, that capability is built in. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, nobody much talks about getting So what M1 you want computer. is a brand new MacBook Air. You're right. You're right. Except that when you're holding it reading throughout the day, it's going to be heavier and clunkier and you can't hold it. Well, you know, like a I, book. Can, I, I, I set it on my lap. and But uh, you can sit it on your lap. You just Everything will be landscape. You know. Now, it, that, does, the, does the lid fold back like the, a no. lot of the Windows machines? No. Oh, well, then you can't pick it up. Yeah, it doesn't flip around like a, like a, How do you like touch a tablet. It? You're, you're doing what Steve said you can't do, reach over the keyboard to reach nope, way out nope, there. Nope, nope. It runs iPad stuff, and you have to use the mouse cursor to click on things. Oh, so it's not a not touch screen. Correct. No touch screen Macs. That's something that they have said. Oh, so it's not a true iPad. No, I didn't say it was an iPad. I said it can run iPad software. Ah, you did (laughs) say that. Subtle difference, but big a difference. Yeah. Important difference. Yeah. Well, I don't know how that would work, but with a really big uh, touchpad, if touchpad is sufficient, it's just it's not touching. You don't know exactly where to touch. Yeah. You know, the hand-eye coordination has got to be better. <laughs> Actually, the uh, using a mouse and a pointer or a touchpad and a pointer is what they call a precision control device. And you can get much more precise as to where you click and don't click. It's much easier. Oh, because now it's converted the iPad to having an arrow on the screen. Right. Well, the iPad supports that anyway. You've probably never used it that way because you don't tend to use your iPad in a case or with a mouse. But the iPad supports a mouse and a cursor. It's done that for the last, since the last version of iPad OS, I think. Well, the only reason is you got you have to have a uh, touchpad with it too. 
Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It 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 can't support a touchpad if you don't have a touchpad. But if you use, it can also support a mouse. If you've got a Bluetooth mouse, you can use that with your. Oh, iPad. I've never had a touchpad with a, a touchpad with an iPad. I've never had yeah. one. That's what I'm saying. You've so, never done that. I've done that and do it regularly. And and I've also used a Bluetooth mouse with mouse with my iPad, and it works fine. Really? Yeah. Can I, can I plug my 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 Mac or my Apple mouse into it? Can't plug it into it if you've got, but if you've got Bluetooth, you can Bluetooth. connect to it. Yeah. Oh, I have a Bluetooth mouse. Yeah, you can connect your Bluetooth mouse to your iPad. I'll be dang. I'll have to try that. Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, if you've got a Bluetooth keyboard, you can attach that too. So you can set the iPad up in front of you on a desktop, and then use a keyboard and a mouse. Uh, now, can I can I use a non Apple yes, keyboard? Just Bluetooth. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Gee whiz, I'm going to have a lot of fun today. Yeah. Now, I also sent you the link to the iPad keyboard um, page. The Magic Keyboard, which is the one that they have that has a touchpad on it, will hold it up in clamshell fashion just like a uh, laptop. I have that on my on my 11-inch device. And that works great. And then you have a laptop function that'll hold it like a laptop, but you can pull it out magnetically and just use the iPad by itself. And for me, that's the best combination. I really hardly ever use my laptop anymore. I use my iPad with the keyboard when I need to type more. You have the keyboard with the touchpad. Uh-huh. It's called the Magic Keyboard. Right. Now, the one you have, you have the Smart Keyboard Folio, which is floppy yeah. and doesn't have the touchpad. Oh, okay. But, but the the Magic Keyboard holds it up like a like a laptop and folds down like a laptop. And so you can, you know, set your device and and adjust the angle and use it to hold the thing for like what we're talking about like if you're doing a uh, uh a long uh FaceTime or Skype video. Yeah. And uh, hmm. and it gives you a touch device and a keyboard for when you want it. How but does can, it, How does that attach to the back of the iPad? It's magnetic. It just snaps in. Oh. Okay. Just like a like some of the magnetic cases. Okay. Well, gee, this is a beneficial show for me because yeah. I've learned several things that are of significant importance that impact what I've been thinking about. Yeah, I just sent a a, a screen capture of wh- how the thing sits, what it looks like. I'll send another one that may be a little bit better. Uh, it's an image that shows you how how the iPad is held in the keyboard. Well, at the bottom of the one you gave me here first, it shows uh, how it. Oh, that's just the keyboard, not the smart keyboard. Yeah, that's why you got to be careful when you're looking at that page because they put the, fo- the the smart folio and the smart keyboard on the same page. So, yeah, uh, when I downsized to the 11-inch size device, I actually uh, bought the keyboard before I had the device because Best Buy, it's re- it's expensive. It's 300 bucks for this stupid magic keyboard. And I think it's a wonderful device. I wouldn't want an iPad without it. It really is. But they were selling, they, they sell for $300. And uh, Best Buy had them on sale for uh, $199, $200. And so I bought the keyboard uh, before I even bought the iPad because it's like I knew I was getting an 11-inch. I had downsized. I had sold you my 13-inch. And Uh so it was like – and then I saw that go on sale. I was like, oh, grab one of those while I can. (laughs) But 
I, I leave it in that all the time and that, that pull out the iPad. That touchpad looks pretty small, though. I don't know. It, it is much smaller than the, than the general laptops are um, in order to just work within that space. But it's functional. It works fine. Um, the keyboard is basically the same keyboard that's in the, the MacBooks. So, um, you know, I found that that combination of that case and the device just worked perfectly for me. Yeah. So, uh, okay. so when, when, you're, when you talk about upgrading your iPad, you might want to consider getting one of those. But in the meantime, you can play around with a Bluetooth keyboard and a mouse in your iPad. Well, one, one of the biggies is if they do come out with a 15-inch screen, I would just feel devastated if I bought a new one and then the next one out was a 15 Right. That's what I'm saying is you might want to hang back and wait till they announce the new iPads and then decide if you're going to get an iPad. And if you are, then get the case that matches the iPad. Not, you know, don't, get, don't go get a case right now that you're going to then trade in the iPad for in, you know, right. one Pretty to soon. six Then, then, six then your months, $300 yeah. investment in a case is out the window. Right. Yeah. You want it paired. Um but uh, I'm super happy with mine. Okay. When you said match, I just happened to be looking at a white case on a black iPad, and I, th- I thought that's what you were talking about. Uh, you meant size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was talking about just making sure that, you know, if you're going to invest the money in that pretty expensive, by all it's, accounts, case. It, it's, it's funny when you correlate what you're looking at with what you're hearing, you know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like we're sharing images back and forth, but we're not both looking at the same thing at the same time, so. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I do have a, a Bluetooth keyboard and a Bluetooth mouse. Well, there, you can play with it right now then. Yeah. You know, and if, I don't know, if you, do you have one of the Apple um, Bluetooth uh, touchpads separately? Well, now the keyboard I have does not have a touchpad. No, but I'm oh, saying I, Apple I sells. Do, the... I do. I do have a touchpad too, and that's also Bluetooth. Yeah, so you could you could pair that and use that if you wanted instead of the mouse. But, yeah, but I have to have something to hold my iPad, and I don't have that. We'll put it back in the case that I gave you with it, and that'll hold oh. it. I mean, it's not super stable, but it'll hold it in sort of an easel format. Yeah, okay, I gotta go sit at a table somewhere. I got I got so much crap now. Right. Be around it. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. You've got something sure. that'll hold it. Um. It's not the most stable way. Like you, I, you know, I remember when they first came out with that. They said, "Oh yeah, and you can type on your lap." And I looked at it and went, "No, you can't." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not my lap, anyway. Um, now the the new one, the the smart keyboard, you can type on your lap. It absolutely will hold it on your lap if you needed to, because yeah. it, it holds it much more firmly. This magic keyboard you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So it it, it pivots on that hinge just like a laptop. Um, but you can see it kind of cants in the middle so that it holds it at the right angle so that you get the weight over the keyboard instead of out of the back like a regular laptop. So it moves the weight forward, but it holds it snugly, and then you can tilt it, and it'll stay at any angle you tilt it at. Ah, oh, I see. It doesn't go into a groove or something at the bottom. It's right. It's elevated there. Yeah, it's held by magnets onto that piece, the back piece, and the back piece has enough friction in the joint to hold it at any angle you want. Yeah. So I really like that case. I think it's, you know, again, ridiculously overpriced for what it is. But that that keyboard case, for me, for the iPad, that's the ideal device because, you know, you can use it as such when you need it and then um, uh, pop it out and just use the iPad by itself when you don't. Well, what I'm thinking is the most valuable now, uh, ex- 
is uh, the keyboard that I have. If it works, I can just sit the uh, the uh, uh, the iPad in the other case that that you gave me, right? Uh, to my left, and I can sit there and type, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, and you can key- use your key- mouse or or touchpad to to move around to set uh, your pointer, or yeah. you can reach over and touch the screen. You can do it both well, ways. Yeah, uh, you know. That, Although yeah, Steve says the, nobody the, would ever do that, so I don't, I don't know if you. Well, well the t- <laughs> I, I, I will certainly try the touchpad. You know. Yeah, yeah. I tried touchpad and mouse and separate keyboard, and they all work fine. The problem is, is they worked fine enough that it was like when I wanted to have those, I wanted to have those. But then you're carrying around a keyboard and a mouse and an iPad and a case, yeah. and it was so much easier to go to a case that was the keyboard and the touch pointing device all in one. It just, but but it was a great proof of concept to do exactly what you're going to do, which is use what you've got, test it, see what you think, and go. Okay, yeah, yeah that's that's I like that functionality. Yeah, What's, well, I, I'm not thinking of something I do often. Right. You know, I mean, the benefit of the iPad is you don't have that crap around it, right? Right. <laughs> But what's nice not, is not going to lose sight of that. In that case, the mag, you know, because it's just held in with magnets, it literally just pops right out, and it's really easy to, to, you know, use the naked device and then pop it right back into the case if you need it to do something. And I do that all the time. I like that. Yeah. Like I said, I really like that case. Uh, I just don't like the way they price it. I mean, it's the most expensive keyboard I've ever owned. Um, ah. you know, but I did get mine at literally you know fifty percent off. So or what thirty percent off. Thirty-three percent off, I guess, right? Yeah, two hundred instead of three hundred. So, well, the other, the other, uh, some of the other articles that I suggest that we kind of review uh, mm-hmm. are overcome by what we just talked about. Right, aluminum stand. It's a beautiful stand, nice and portable. But yeah. why do you need that when you've got a? If well, you get a keyboard case. <laughs> but 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 if you read it, the author yeah. does criticize a couple things that, that I'd like to see another. I, I always want to have two USB ports, and I mm-hmm. prefer they be the old USB ports, and I want them powered. And the one they have on there is not powered. You know? Oh, it's and not. So he, he, well, it's because no, there's not that much juice coming out of the iPad. You don't want to drain your battery faster. But it seems like you should have the option of that, like flip a switch, right? Well, but you can plug in a USB-C power cable, I would think, that would also draw, the, draw it out of the uh, wall or whatever, you know? Yeah. Plug it into a USB. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if you can't share power that way or not. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing about this. We're talking about a, a Satechi um, aluminum stand and hub. And what's nice about it is it holds your iPad in a stand, but then it's got a cable that, that that's attached to it that sneaks over and plugs into the uh, USB-C port at the end of the iPad Pro or iPad Air, because those are the two that have uh, USB-C connections right now. And it then provides you with some ports on the back, and that's actually pretty handy. I mean, you've got uh, yeah. uh, HDMI, uh, USB-C power, which presumably allows you to power the device, a USB-A, an audio jack, as well as uh, SD and micro SD card slots. Yeah. Now, the the other things that I showed you along there was the ninety that that little. Con- uh, stand cost 99 bucks, mm-hmm. which is pretty cheap. So I thought, hey, man, that's not very expensive. I might just, you know, mm-hmm. order that today, but I didn't. And then I found a keyboard that for about the same price. Now, it doesn't offer the plugins. It's a, It was just a simple little keyboard, but it was the same price. So for $99, you can get a 
keyboard that presumably with Bluetooth will connect uh, just fine. If, uh, mm-hmm. Which and but then I thought I got a, uh, a another one with a keyboard that is a battery, which is always a big deal. If if you got the keyboard and it's got a nice battery and it, it lets you run a long time, then mm-hmm. that maybe solves at least the problem I have right now with my current uh, setup because my iPad dies too often. If I've got another battery sitting right there underneath it, hey, bingo. Yeah. Well, but I will tell was- you the first one that was $99, that is a Magic Keyboard case. That's a case for your device when it's inside the Magic Keyboard, which itself, in my mind, is a case. So it's a case for your case. That's not an actual keyboard. Oh, is that what? Oh, which is why it's 99 bucks. Now, the second one you're talking about is made by Bridge, and they have been making some very nice um, keyboard devices for um, for iPads for a while. And so this Bridge 12.9 Max Plus wireless keyboard with trackpad. So now mm-hmm. the only thing I would say about that, because it's got a, clearly a much nicer trackpad, it's going to be heavier because they pivot directly from the back like a laptop. And so to offset the weight of the iPad, they're going to have to make the base heavier so the whole thing doesn't tilt over. Um, mm-hmm. So so be aware it's going to be heavier than the than the Apple version. It's also apparently not taking advantage of Apple's um, uh, smart keyboard connector, and so it attaches via Bluetooth, which not a big deal, but you just have to be aware of the fact that it's going to connect and verify that it's Bluetooth connected. But, you know, that's how keyboards and, and trackpads and mice connect to most computers. And, and they made a big deal about how quickly it connects because that's yeah. an issue, too, for some reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, from from my perspective, and this is just me being, you know, a cranky old man, I guess, is I get really irritated with Bluetooth in general because Bluetooth works fine until it doesn't, and it doesn't enough that it irritates me. You know, <laughs> I've yeah. had enough Bluetooth things where, like, uh, you know, I'm in the house and my, my Bluetooth decides to connect to the car or something weird, and then I can't get any sound out of my device, <laughs> and it takes me an hour to figure out why the sound is not coming out of my device, and I realize, oh, it's attached to some Bluetooth device that, you know, is out in my car or, or in the other well, room or, you know, well, or, or it works, but then it's like it's, it connects and then disconnects and then connects and then disconnects. I mean, Bluetooth yeah. has just been flaky. Yeah. Every time your mom gets in the car and gets out and starts the car, uh, I get connected to uh, AirPlay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it and and then it then I get out of range and it comes back and drops the Bluetooth. You know. Right. Now you can have multiple Bluetooth things going. I don't know what the limit is. Yeah, I don't know how. Depending on which version of Bluetooth it is, so it can be a little a little flaky. So it's not an issue that you don't you can have multiple things. It's just that sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to be connected, and it just you know like the instance I mentioned, uh, the car starts up and lo and behold, there's a new Bluetooth thing that I can connect to, and I heard it. I know it's right. there. Yeah, so, it's there. Bingo. It's like hey, yeah, let me go connect to that. And it's like wait, I didn't want you to connect to that automatically, that's, just because that's right. you know. Although it sometimes I do, you know, it's like if I'm sitting in the vehicle, but of course, you know, yeah. And and you would hope that that Apple would be able to use their U1 chip to be able to get proximity better and better, so that that will be less of an issue. You know, mm-hmm. but the problem is when you're talking to third-party Bluetooth, they don't have the U1 chip, so they, you know, they, the, your phone has no idea how far away that thing is, you know. And Bluetooth can throw quite a ways. I think what is it, ten meters is what they, the latest version of Bluetooth goes now. 
Yeah, something you know, like that. I mean, I know I have set up a Bluetooth speaker at the swimming pool when I'm coaching and been, you know, 25 yards away on the other side and it's still playing music. Works fine. Yeah. So. Well, it depends what kind of walls, you know. True, yeah. Penetrate too. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, Obviously, if you get things in between you, that's going to cause more, more of a problem. But, you know, when I'm just shooting straight across the pool and it's sitting on the bleachers on the other side, <laughs> it seems to work just fine. So, you know, which is great when you want that feature, but the, the weird attaching and disattaching or, you know, unattaching and, and trying to pair, trying to pair sometimes it can be a real you pain. Know, you know, I've, I've sort of tried to figure out the, the one place that, that I would like to see the connection be better is close, but that's not the issue. It's the wall. And it just happens that there's a shower, which has those other tiles on the other side of the wall mm-hmm. that I think is causing the problem. I, I don't know for sure. But I, you know, when you're, I'm in the living room and I have to go to the restroom. So you just go around, just go around Mm -hmm. the other side of that wall. And lo and behold, my, uh, and I'm talking about Bluetooth for my hearing aids. Right. I haven't tried the other AirPods and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe they got a later version or something. Same underlying technology though. It is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But I, and I, I suspect there's a different version because I've had my hearing aids a whole lot longer than I've had my AirPods, you know? So it's probably better with with those, yeah. You know, later versions. Yeah, the um, you know it is with the, the tiles. People don't think about this, but when they fire a tile and any any uh, they put a glaze on it, the yeah. glaze is different minerals and largely metallic particles that then cause the different colors in the tile. Oh, is that and right? so there can be a lot of uh, embedded metal depending on the color of the tile. And how they achieved that color? Well, I think I think the path, you know, line of sight path, uh-huh. goes right—not line of sight, but direct line—goes through that wall with all right. that tile up the side. And, yeah, and that must be it because and, yeah. other walls don't do that. I can go to the to the farthest bathroom in the house, yeah. and it's just as good as it is in the close one. Yeah, so it's very possible that that wall, the the tiles that are glazed there, there was metallic particles in the glaze in order to get the look for that particular tile. And that then created a, uh, yeah, a Faraday wall, if not a Faraday cage, right? Right. (laughs) It's a partial wall, partial cage. Yeah. (laughs) Cage has to be enclosed, right? Yeah. All the way. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, this, this, um, this, uh, bridge keyboard actually looks nice in terms of it, you know, the, the quality of the keyboard and the fact that it's got a, a better touchpad, clearly. Oh, it's a really big one. Um, yeah. uh, you know, than, than Apple's solution. But, but that's a $300, uh, case. Right. As is the Apple one. So then you have to say, well, if I'm spending $300, do I want the Apple made device or do I want to use their device? And what's the pros and cons of each? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think that if you really, really want the clamshell design and you think you're going to use the keyboard a lot with the, and that larger pointing device might be of value to you. Um, so it's certainly an option. Um, the Apple one's a little bit more uh, compact uh, and lighter and a little bit, uh, you know, smaller uh, touch surface. This is interesting is that the bridge also supports putting the uh, uh, iPad in vertically. Yeah, yeah. You can't plug it in though. They well, make that point. Oh yeah, because it's sitting on its power. Yeah. So uh, they don't have any facility for 
putting a hole through there. And... Yeah. Yeah. But... Well, the interesting thing about the Apple one, too, is on the Apple case, when you put it into their smart keyboard, the you still have your uh, your USB-C port on the right side of the case, but it also creates another one in the hinge. So you now have two USB-Cs. So you can simultaneously charge it and attach uh, a peripheral of some sort. Yeah. You know, uh, the other thing is a lot of these cases now, I see they got the square hole up here for the cameras. Mm -hmm. uh, that would probably accommodate mine because just I just have one. Right. And they, and they do. Camera. They do. Uh, but uh, I always wondered if those things are located in exactly the right spot for other other yeah. iPads. Yeah, Apple when they when they went from the single camera to the dual camera to the now three cameras inside the plateau just, just kept expanding it. Yeah, the space is essentially the same so that way the cases continue to work for the subsequent models. Um although as I recall the one that uh when you when when you bought that from me the case that I bought originally with that was of the same generation so it's only got the one hole in it for the one camera. So the newer versions obviously have the square cut out for their camera array as opposed to a single device, but the one that you've got works fine for the folio keyboard. Yeah. So, which you've said you'd really took it off and never put it back on, right? You don't really use it all. No, no, I don't. Yeah. Well, it just kept getting in the way. And, uh -huh. uh, I, I used it a lot, but I found that it, yeah, same thing. It kind of got in the way and it, and it was, it, it wasn't a particularly good stand or particularly good keyboard. It worked okay. It was a, but it was a, a lot of compromises, you know, yeah. it was a, comp a design of compromise that, that wasn't super happy either way. Their magic keyboard uh, case is much less of a compromise and it pops out of it. It's, it's a more rigid device to begin with, but it's also um, the, you can pop the iPad out much, you know, very easily and use it separately if you want. Uh, if you're still looking at that bridge uh, down at the bottom, there's mm -hmm. a picture of the uh, case that goes around the, the camera thing, and mm -hmm. it's got the little got the little tab so that you can grab it and right. twist, turn and take the king off easily. Yeah, Th those are nice accommodations. Yeah, anytime yeah. you put something on with a magnet, you you want to be able to easily pop it uh, off, get a hold of something. Yeah. Yeah. So. so What's next on the list? Uh, okay, so this next article was one about people making even a larger iPad, and uh, uh, you know, well, won't... yeah, that 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 plays into the whole question. The reason I put that on there was just because uh, I, you you keep seeing these rumors, you know. Yeah. Have and... you given any thought? Would you? I mean, I think that if by the time you get to a you know fifteen inch iPad. That you're going to find that that's tiresome to hold and read all day. Yes, I think so. You know? Yeah. So, you know, it sounds appealing. But uh, you're still always going to, the bigger the, the display, the bigger the battery has to be. And there's the weight. Mm -hmm. You know? So there's there's no getting around it. Yeah. Well, and the case. I mean, everything is just, you know, the, the physics are, it's going to weigh more. And so how much is too much to be holding up while you're reading, you know? Yeah. And so uh, you, you should be able to uh, uh, at least calculate roughly what the new one's going to weigh because you got 
different uh, instead of 13 inches, you've got another inch around two sides of the case, right? Yeah. So, so in terms of uh, total weight, you've you've got not double, but at least uh, close to half. Mm-hmm. You know, more weight. So I'd, I'd say you're going to gain 140 to 160 percent in weight. Yeah, yeah, because when you move diagonally, right, like you said, you're picking it up along two, you know, uh, it's two it's sides. Two sides, yeah. yeah. In in terms of of, I guess I guess it's technically if you're measuring from the middle, you're picking it up on all four sides. But but you know, we know, <laughs> we know what we're saying, right? <laughs> um, in, in terms of of the the uh, increase in area and therefore the increase in mass of the device yeah. is is. Yeah, assuming Fairly it's, equivalent. Substantial. it's equivalent, but it's not depending yeah. on who, yeah. how balanced it is. But like, I don't know how much yours weighs, but uh... well, it, it weighs enough that I was thinking about some kind of support for it, mm-hmm. you know. And and I knew I didn't want to go back to this old case that was a hassle. Uh, I was thinking, well, if for a hundred bucks, I could get something that that's what started me along this track. Uh, that uh, that wasn't bad to spend that if it was really what I wanted, but it had some the biggest weakness, uh, you know, is that besides a chunk of aluminum, mm-hmm. is that is that the plugs weren't really what I wanted, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One point oh two pounds is what yours weighs. One point oh two. Yeah, so basically yeah. a pound. So that'll be around a pound and a half. For a fifteen I mean, inch, yeah, yeah, for a fifteen inch, or fourteen inch. I'm sorry. Well, if it's a fi- if it's fifteen, now you've got to add two inches around it, and, right? And you've you've definitely got. Uh, uh, yeah, well, and as we were saying earlier, I can't imagine them going from twelve point nine to thirteen point nine. If they're going to do it, it'd probably be to fourteen point nine. You know, which would give you the fifteen inch size. I mean, you know, like the laptops, they've got thirteen and fifteen. I don't know why yeah. they would do a thirteen and a fourteen. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but you know. Yep, yep. But if you're, it, you know, it's a, again one of those things. Whether you want to really think about it as a portable device, most people think these, you know, on iPad, you just say it's a mobile device, right? Yeah. Uh, but if you get it big enough and heavy enough, uh, I don't know. You you might, like I said, think about going to a computer. You know, like like you said, if I'm I'm kind of back to that, if 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 that what you told me about the computer is it runs the iPad already, that maybe I would consider that if I if I'm happy enough with the uh, with the touchpad as being my controller. Mm-hmm. That's the main difference. It's how how do you compare that to Screen Touch? Uh, I guess it does all the functions. It's just that they're they're not right over the the device. And so what do you do when you have iPads uh, software running uh, that uh, I guess guess with the arrow, you can make the proper association. It's just now not direct. It's via this little Mm -hmm. indicator. I'm mistaken. Um, I was looking at the wrong wrong iPad. Yours is a 12.9-inch third generation, and it's 1.4 pounds. So you're already a pound and a half. Or almost, oh. almost a pound and a half. Oh, so yours is lighter. 
So I was just looking at the wrong one. I'm looking at a, an a, a app called Mac Tracker that gives you all the specs on all the devices that Apple ever made. Oh. And I keep it on my on my phone and on my computer because I like to be able to look up stuff about different devices when I'm comparing them and seeing where we've gone in the world. So. Yeah. Yeah, mine says third third generation here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's third generation iPad Pro, uh, originally announced in October of 2018, and uh, liquid Retina display, Face ID, 12 megapixel cameras, USB-C connectors, the A12X Bionic. So yours is one of the ones that will support uh, Stage Manager when they release that. Oh, good. So I'm. Uh, I'm taking care of everything except the power issue, and it's just gradually I can mm-hmm. see that's becoming an issue. But it, I, I mean, you know, you and I can sit here and go through a meeting just fine, but it's it's going to eat up about fifty percent of it in the two hours that we talk. Right. Well, we don't even usually go full two hours. I mean, I know, but I'm just saying a lot but, of times we do too. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I was I was the hundred percent when we started today, and it's down to seventy seven. So we've used twenty percent. Well, my device was at a hundred percent, and it's still a hundred percent because I plug it in. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> of course, I'm using the... a Mac, so that's the only way I can use it. I don't even have a laptop. I'm using a Mac Mini. <laughs> yeah, well, I bought I bought this adapter, but I haven't used it since then. Yeah. Because if I have the thing plugged in, is you know, it's just a hassle I don't want to deal with. So. Yeah. So most of the time that's the case. Although last week I, I had inadvertently been sitting there, using it before our meeting and uh-huh. got it way down. So, power management. We'd rather not think about it, right? It's just another hassle. It's not what we, <laughs> did, not what we came to the iPad for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know. It's it's supposed to be simple and easy and brainless, right? Just use isn't it. it cra- isn't it crazy how spoiled we get? I mean, you know, so. all these neat and wonderful things, and and uh, and yet we got we got to complain about it somehow. So well, so. you know, I think part of that is is that we we educate ourselves en- enough to know what could be done, and so then we go, well, you know, coulda shoulda, come on, you, you could <laughs> you could do this. Why aren't you doing it? You know? Yeah. Well, and then, then it gets strung out over time. You know, you never get it all quite, quite everything you want. So you, you, you decide what's acceptable, not what you really want. It's just, uh-huh. you know, you got, got over a threshold or something in one case. Anyway, I, there's, there's different uh, capabilities that really matter and some that, that don't matter at all. And uh, so I always look and see, well, What's next in terms yeah. of big steps? And I've been thinking that this big screen's a big deal, but I'm not so sure because of the weight issue. Yeah, I think you'd have to uh, hold it in your hand and, and make it adjust. The problem is, is it's tough to do that in a store, right? You really need to use it the way you normally use it for a couple of days and say, is this bugging me or, or not? You okay? Things are moving around here. Oh, my head set was i had an itchy ear so i oh. had to move it yeah. move it out of the way <laughs> yeah it sounded like itch. sounded like somebody uh uh grabbing the microphone <laughs> and and you know rubbing it on their <laughs> pants or something so yeah. 
Sorry it's about that. You, using this uh, Mac Tracker app, I was just looking at the, you know, I was complaining about the um, uh, stage manager and whether or not it should be on the iPad 4, uh, iPad Air version 4, versus like you've got an iPad Pro third generation. And mm-hmm. the uh, Air has the Apple A14 Bionic, and your device has an A12X Bionic. Your processor speed is 2.5 gigahertz minus 3 gigahertz. They both are a 64-bit architecture, but yours has four high-performance and four high-efficiency cores. Mine has two high-performance and four high-efficiency cores. Okay, they both have 128 kilobyte instruction and 64 kilobyte data pathways. Or no, mine has 124 kilobyte instruction and 64 kilobyte data pathways for level one and four megabytes of level two cache. Yours has 128 and 128, so it's got faster data um, pathway and it's got uh, eight megabytes of level two cache. So even though it's an older chip, it's because it's the X version of the chip, it has some additional things in it that aren't in the standard versions of the chip. Um, now, both of ours have uh, uh, four gigabytes of built-in memory. Um, yours, I, I don't think that one, it was a terabyte device. It was 512 gigabytes, right? 512 gigabytes? Yeah, total storage. Uh, I don't think it tells on here. If you go to settings general about, it'll tell you. I, I, I That's where I am, and yeah. I don't see memory. I just see songs and other things. So maybe down here is memory somewhere. So... Carrier, Bluetooth. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, no. capacity, 512. Yeah, 512 capacity. Okay. So the the 64, 256, and 512 devices had uh, four gigabytes of memory. If 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 I'd have bought the, the one terabyte storage device, it has six gigabytes of memory for that device. But it, So that one has four gigabytes, as does the current generation or the, the fourth generation of the iPad Air. So... And then they both have Apple GPUs built into them, so that was they were already you know Apple devices at that point. They weren't outsourcing the GPUs anymore. Mm-hmm. So you know, even though it's a it's marginally slower processor, it does have two more high performance cores. It's an eight core chip, as opposed to the six core chip that's in the iPad Air, and the data uh, bandwidth is double. It's 128 kilobyte in your device over the, uh, the Pro device over. Um, you know, a later generation of the air. So I can see some differentiation there between them that they might go, okay. You know, you don't have a pro now, huh? I don't. When I, when I replaced the, uh, the, my, my iPad, after I sold you the 12.9 inch, I decided I wanted to go to the 11 inch size. And then I started looking at the differences between the iPad pro and the iPad air at that current generation. Mm-hmm. And for the dollar amount, the differences were minimal. And mm. so I just said, well, I'm going to save the couple hundred bucks and get the Air instead of the iPad Pro, which means that now I have a, a Touch ID that's built into the power button on the side instead of Face ID and obviously some, some processing power and stuff. So, um, what, but I've What thought- did you mean? What did you mean, power button on the side? So um, on the side of the iPad, there's on one side, there's a volume bu- or on the top, there's like volume buttons. And on the side, there's a power button or, a, you know, on off button. 
Oh, oh, I thought you meant okay. And it's the you know it's it's long skinny thing, but they put Touch ID in that on the iPad Air. On the power button. Right. Really. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Must must be a lot wider button then. No, it's not really. It's a pretty narrow button. So I guess they figured they got enough of a swath of your finger there that, that they could ID you. But I suspect that statistically it's probably not as secure as the, you know, the round button that gets more of your fingerprint. Yeah, I would think so. But uh, anyhow, it uh, it works, and I've been very happy with that device. Um, but I've been very seriously considering trading it in and getting a... Uh, an 11 inch iPad Pro to replace it. Um, but I've been waiting to see what this next one's going to look like, you know, and get one of the M1 based devices. Because when I, when I got it, the iPad Pro was not an M1 device, it was still an A device. And so, you know, I just looked at the difference between them and said, you know, there wasn't dollars and cents yep. justification for the, for the next one. So, you know, yeah, and it was... I, I, I tell you, I, I, no matter what you do, the, the dollar amount that you pay always is a, is a big factor in what what decisions you make. Yeah, I I just burst out laughing the other day. Somebody was selling something, and they went through all the features, and it got to the critical thing. I says, but they didn't tell me what it costs. I would never commit to buying something without knowing the cost, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, don't ask for the sale till you've given me all the information. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it was at the, at the time, in fact, the, the uh, 11-inch iPad Pro had the, uh, the uh, M12 or A12Z uh, bionic chip in it. So it was like uh, a baby step up from the one that you had but mm-hmm. you know I was getting one that had an A12 or an A14 in it so it was yeah. like uh, the the iPad Air just seemed like the better option for me at that time and and it has been I mean I've been using it for you know what year and a half two years now yeah so like it's been fine I and and you know I was happy to have that extra few hundred dollars in my pocket I'm sure I it burnt a hole and got spent somewhere else but uh um you know, we'll see what they come up with when they do an announcement. I mean, rumor has it, I don't know what your gut feeling is, but rumor, there was rumor that there was going to be an October event, which they've done. And then there was some talk that, well, maybe they're not going to do an event. They'll just do a, um, uh, an announcement. So, oh, but they, but they always have an event, a Christmas event, if you will. Yeah. You know, sometime, yeah. sometime in October or November even. Yeah, you know, unless the supply chain has been so bad that they are unable to create enough devices to to be able to make an announcement of, you know, more than just a few things. If all they're going to do is, you know, okay, we're upgrading our iPads, then they might just send out an announcement. They've done that before. But if they're also going to introduce, you know, new laptops and new iPads and, um, you know, then that's enough to talk about. They'll put on a show. Yeah. So, you know, especially if they're going to introduce the long promised Mac Pro that was supposed to come out by the end of the year. Right. Right. You know, now, if that's if that's been delayed till next year, um, you know, because originally they had said in the fall, remember, they the, when they first introduced the Apple Silicon, they said, and we'll, we'll be completely transitioned to Apple Silicon in two years. You yeah. Know? And right now there's still two computers that they sell that have Intel chips in them. 
They still sell a Mac Mini that has an Intel chip, and they still sell the Mac Pro that has an Intel chip in it. Yeah, by the way, we skipped over one item I had posted here. Oh, yeah. And that, talking about chips. And that is uh, Qualcomm talking about getting in and, and building uh, at least a processor. Uh, obviously, avoid to, they don't want to get in a squabble with Apple over that puts them both in court for years again, mm-hmm. which they've done for a long time. But they really want to go out and sell, uh, let's say, an M1 equivalent. Right. You know? Uh, to other people. Yeah, and, and I'm sure Apple's going, why on earth do you think we would help you do that? <laughs> right, right. But, you know, the the rest of the computing market is kind of in the doldrums until somebody, a uh, chip maker like Qualcomm, gets and commits to this, you know? Right. And and it can't be one of the major companies that just build computers unless they're, you know, just happen to have a lot of cash to burn because that's not cheap. Uh, but Qualcomm could sell to multiple markets, and sure. uh, and they've always, you know, that's their that's their thing. Yeah, yeah well, so, for the most part, all of the, uh, Apple's all of the Android competitors are running Qualcomm chips. I mean, Samsung, I think, is the only one who has their own foundry and does their own stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, but, you know, you know, any, and even Apple band- uses Qualcomm chips for their uh, for their cellular radios. Right. Right. You so. Know. Uh, you know, unless those companies can can beat, I mean, it's always better if you're in the chip business anyway to put, bring everything in house, uh, yeah, to avoid those margins. But uh, <clears throat> nevertheless, uh, there's always companies that will step out and do it. Uh, whether right. that gives them an edge, you know, like our Pan, is Panasonic. Is that what you said? Pan, not not Panasonic. Uh, Samsung. But, uh, Samsung. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're 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 selling more devices maybe than other computer makers and so they mm-hmm. can go go do that to give yeah. them an advantage you know well and the way they're you know they're one of those multi conglomerate type companies their chip foundry not only sells chips to their to their uh uh phone company but they also sell chips to you know their their microwave and their refrigerator and their you know there's different oh, right. different subdivisions there that also need processing power yep so yep. Um, so they're motivated to to control that for not just phones. Well, anyway, I just thought it was interesting here that they're thinking about doing this, and so that's why I put that in here. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and I know there's been some. They've been trying to get some overtures to convince Apple to say, "Hey, let's let's try to make sure that we stay um, uh, compatible at the at the base level, so that people can write." software for ARM chips that'll run in both places. And again, I think Apple looks at them and goes, why would we care about that? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be something that would help you, not us, you know? That's right. Apple looks at it just the other way. That sets us apart. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that's like Google trying to, to shame Apple into supporting, you know, RCS for, for, uh, for messaging. And Apple's like, yeah, our users don't want that. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody who's using an Apple device has said, "Darn, I want my phone to work better with, uh, with uh, you know, all of the um, uh, Android folks out there," which right. is not a hundred percent true. But it's not usually the Apple people complaining about it. It's usually the Android people saying, "How come your device can't send messages to me very well?" And and the yeah. response of the Apple people is, "Get an Apple phone." So. Yep. 
And particularly in group messaging, that's a mess. I mean, literally, group messages, if you if you don't have an Apple phone and most of the people you're, you're doing a group message with do, you'll get left out of messages. You uh, The threads will get confused so that, like, you know, you'll, you'll try to respond to something and it'll come as an individual text to people instead of to the group. Um, or you just won't get it. It's just all kinds of weird, funky stuff happens. Um, I, I, I see Apple more and more distinguish themselves with applications. Software yeah. can make a hell of a difference. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and- well, to, to, to my point, uh, I have a niece who in high school, her family's been Android users from, get, from the get-go. And she uh-huh. actually went to her parents and said, my, uh, you know, when, when we get my next phone, I, I want an Apple phone. Uh-huh. I it, I don't even want I I don't spend the money to buy a a non Apple phone for me because all of my friends have Apple phones and I'm missing out on all the team messaging. Yep. You know. Yep. And so it was a you know. And don't think Apple doesn't know that. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know. You know. But, you in know. fact, I I was reading an article the other day about Apple Music, and they were the Apple was I mean the article was kind of uh, bemoaning the fact that Apple is not the biggest music guy right you know the spotify guys are selling to android and and there's not anybody on android that feels hurt by that at all you know (laughs) yeah 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 and apple music's available on android well you know and i'm i mean it's it's the interface to spotify once it's very sticky once you're used to it and it's comfortable yeah you know and they've done some smart things they've spent a lot of money they made a lot of investments buying the rights excuse me, to some popular podcasts. And so now the only way to listen to those podcasts is to do it via Spotify. Yep. And, and so they've, you know, cause the, cause if you, all you're doing is streaming music, you don't control your content, right? Right. It's kind right. of like in the early days of Netflix when all they played was other people's movies. And what's, so they started the, making their own stuff because that's the only way to get people to stick. Yeah. What's the big star in the podcast world now? Uh, oh, there's the one guy who's got the uh, most popular podcast is Joe Rogan. Rogan. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he sent, you know, they spent millions of dollars to basically lock him into their platform for 10 years. Yeah. Oh, um, he's making money hand over a fist for them. That's yeah. the kind of lever they like. Yeah. Absolutely. I know both of my daughters are 20 somethings and and several times I've told them cuz I have a Spotify account that's a family account that they use. And I don't use Spotify at all. And I've said, you know, I'm going to stop paying this $15 a month or $16 a month for this cuz I don't use it. And they yeah. both like that doesn't work for me. And I'm like, "Well, I don't care." <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, you both have jobs. Go buy your own account, you know. Um and and then and then I get this look from my wife like, "Why are you being this way over $15?" And I'm like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> so I have both a Apple Music and a Spotify account because a while back when when Apple Music first started, I'll I'll agree. I think it was terrible. I tried it and went, "Oh, this is awful. You can't it yeah. does, doesn't work well." They've made a lot of changes. I use Apple Music now, and it's just better integrated with everything that I've got. Well, I wouldn't mind hearing Rogan, but if he's mm-hmm. locked into a company that i got to spend money on software to get, I'm not going to listen. You don't, have mean, to, you don't have to spend money. You can download it for free. Oh, Spotify they, is free. Yeah, there, there's free versions, and then there's subscription versions. And uh, the, the free version, uh, uh, allows you to hear everything. The subscription version allows you to download it onto your device. So it's not streaming. So you can take it like you know, oh, on an airplane oh, or somewhere you. where you're not connected. 
Well, I might try to do that then because mm -hmm. I just, I, you know, I don't know who he is other than the popularity and, mm -hmm. you know, just what I read about him. But I've, I've often thought, well, if he's that good, mm -hmm. maybe I should listen. He was a stand-up comedian and an actor, and I don't know that he's that good, but he's, he's, uh, He's entertaining. He's interesting. And he yeah. brings a lot of um, uh, interesting people onto his show to talk about stuff. And yeah. so, well, you know, but he's also good at saying things that he knows will be inflammatory or, or you know, get a lot of coverage because could, can you believe what Rogan said? Um, yeah. And he's he's piggybacked on the um, – because he was a, an original um, uh, commentator on the um, – the, um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, ultimate fighting stuff that's going on, and as that has gained a lot of popularity in the last you know decade or so, yeah. his popularity has grown a lot with that too. But he used to uh. host a couple game show type of things, and uh, and then he also uh, was an actor on a on a pretty uh, uh, reasonably successful sitcom for a while, and then before that he was a stand up comedian. So so yeah. you know he's been around a while. Well, there's there's a number of uh, personalities that to me are really professional. My one of my favorites is uh, Mike Rowe. I, right. Number one, he has a voice that I just like listening to. Yeah, no, he's got that that very rich announcer voice that's that's great. Mike yeah. Mike Rowe's awesome. But yeah. also the way he presents it uh, fits really well with my mind in my mind of the ultimate radio personality of all time. And yeah. that's the guy Paul Harvey. who, Paul Harvey. And so I've gone back and, mm -hmm. and I'm now listening to old Paul Harvey shows just yeah. because they were so good. Yeah. Oh, he, he was tremendous. Yeah. He was, a, he's a master storyteller and Mike uh, Rowe is, is, is right up there. He's very yeah. good at that. His, uh, you know, the rest of the story type of, of, uh, you know, shows yeah. are just really interesting. Uh, you know, it's it's trivia type of stuff, but it's it's trivia that's tied into you know think that things that he he literally makes interesting by the way he structures the story and the way he tells it. Yeah. Now, now I listen to a lot of Catholic channels too. Yeah. But for the for but for our listeners, uh, they probably will all, well all, some of them mm -hmm. will recognize the name Bishop Sheen mm -hmm. because he he was on before Milton Berle. He was the original. Yeah. Uh, television personality, uh, although he had a uh, radio show for many years prior to that. Yeah. Uh, but he is still on, uh, you know, podcast today, and uh, and he had so many shows that I just love him. Yeah. I just love him. I will uh, tell you that, um, you know, if you do uh, seek out Joe Rogan, I would be surprised if you found you liked his shows. I don't think you're necessarily his target audience, but well, probably probably not. But. but you might find you like it. I don't know. You know, he's, uh, you know, and, and for me anyway, with a lot of, of uh, podcasters, I find that there are very few that I just say I want to listen to everything they do just because I like it. You know, um, yeah. most of them, it's like some shows, you know, if they have a certain person on or a certain topic, then it's interesting. Other times it's not. And so I sometimes read the, the rundown on what is, you know, what the show is about and who's in the show, who their guest is and that kind of stuff. And that, that from that, I decide whether or not I'm going to listen to it. Um, yeah. but I don't want, I don't listen to Rogan. I listened to him for a few times before he went to Spotify and occasionally would listen to him. I, as a protest, don't listen to anybody who sold their show out to Spotify and is only available in one place because in my yeah. mind, that's not podcasting. 
podcasting yep. is you you use the the standard yeah. format to put it out there so anybody can listen to you. And, yeah, and, you're, you you compete with others. Right. Yeah, buying in or, or being selling out to a network so that you can you're that you're forced to go through their device or their their particular uh, software to listen to you. That's not a podcast, and and I don't like that trend in general. You know. Um, yep. That said. If somebody were to come to us and offer us a couple million bucks to be on Spotify, I'd probably go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so well, I understand. I mean, you know, he, they threw a lot of money at him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I hear mom's voice. And yeah. And I have a feeling that some we're, food's being. We're creeping up on that time. Yeah. Well, I've heard dishes clanking oh. around, so she's been doing something in there. Yeah. So. So uh, I, with my appointment all today, right. I think I better so, bring it. Well, let's wrap this, but let me just add in a note here. When I play the closing music, don't hang up. Let me hang up because if you hang up, it cancels the recording and cuts off the closing music, and I want it to play to the end. Oh, okay. So we I need didn't to have, know that. Yeah, we need to have the, the, the connection open through the end of the music playing, and then once the music is done, then I cut us off. Okay, uh, otherwise, great. I have to go back and add the end music in, in post, and it's just extra work. Yeah, well, <laughs> and well. I'm lazy. Yeah, anyway, we'll see y'all next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>